Well, I have hit record and I have lines. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Damn Fine TV podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jasmine. And I'm Mel's. And we are back with our second episode in our Best of TV in 2020 series. It's the second of three. So you might call it the center episode, which is perfect <laughs> because our special guests today are the hosts of the Center Cut podcast. So let's welcome Michael. Hey. And Dave. Hello. Thanks so much for being here, guys. How are you? I am great now that I'm here. I'm sorry. I had technical <laughs> issues. I'm alive and well. And Your internet I opened. It, yeah, I, uh, my internet opened. I was texting Dave crazily, being like, why am I not here? But thank you for having us. Excited. I'm doing well. I will be better when Michael stops talking about his crappy internet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's going to happen? No. no. Probably not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you. I can't wait to get into it, but we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping here first. Uh, I know that some of our listeners will be familiar with your show because I hope they checked out our appearance on your show when we chatted about Mulholland Drive. But just Love in it. case uh, people don't know, hey, tell yeah. us what you do over at the Center Cut. Yeah, so on the Center Cut, we watch the beginning and ending of seasons of TV or movies Without watching the middle, and then we talk about what we think happened in the middle. So we answer some questions from fans. So we recap what we saw and answer those questions, and supposed hilarity ensues. And we usually offend a lot of people. <laughs> not not on purpose. It's usually accidental. Uh, sure. But, you know, mm. just fun along the way. <laughs> I think it's maybe 50-50. Okay, maybe 70-30. I don't know. Like <laughs> In, intentional. A, uh, unintentional offense, to offense. intentional. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right. I'll give you guys some credit. <laughs> yeah, I have an important question before we get too far in. What are what are our rules vis-a-vis penis talk? Uh, there I mean, are no can, rules. Can we? I, I okay. said, look, there are no rules in the gauntlet. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure because 100% of our jokes on our show are penis related. <laughs> Listen, bring it. It's fine. Perfect. Okay. So I really am interested to know how you guys even know each other and how this show got started. So I guess the better question is why we know each other. Okay. Like, why do we have to know each other? Mm, no, sure. Just <laughs> no, go ahead. No one knows. That one. Yes. No one knows. <laughs> no, we I feel like this we is therapy. At, yeah. We met at work is uh, that's oh, okay. like an unfun. That's just yep. the truth of the matter. I wish it was something cool. Like we were both yeah. in a movie theater and at the 15 minute mark of the movie, we both stood up and said, <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> and we're like, hey, you also don't watch the middle of things? No, I don't. Whoa, we should do a podcast about this, which is the obvious next step after that conversation. Mm. Yeah. For sure. No, much, much more boring than that. And uh, I had some podcasts in the past and I had been wanting to start up a new one. And Dave sat near me and uh, he overheard me talking about the podcast and said, hey, I want to do that. I said, 
okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan. And then you make it sound like I was just kind of standing behind you waiting for you to mention a podcast so I could be like, I want to be on it. A podcast? What? What? Did you say podcast? I'd like to be on that with you, sir. I mean, that's pretty much what it was, though. Let's let's be honest. But oh my uh, god! In the rest, the rest is history, and uh, it's been a been a fun ride. Just just over a year we've been doing it, so it's mm. uh, we just started our second season, and uh, it's a good time. Season two, it is a good time. I love your show, and it's definitely. I Thank mean, you. you guys, uh, you guys can can get pretty raunchy, pretty uh, line line crossing. I think, but in in a fun way. I think. Thank you. Well, we try. That's when we started it. I told Dave, like, listen, yes, we're going to be there's going to be comedy on our podcast, but I don't want it to be just that. Like, I literally I want us to be able to have real conversations about the shows and movies we're watching. Um, I I want people to be able to go to it for both things and not like you don't want to go just sometimes if something's just comedy, it can get old. But if you have like semi intelligent. Conversation behind it. You know, then you're allowed to have some penis jokes without getting old. At least that's that's the idea, at least. Yeah, so hopefully season two is where the intelligent piece is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Well, okay, I tend to forget by the end of the episode to ask people uh, where to where people can find their show. So why don't you guys just tell us your Instagram, your Twitter, where people can find the show right now, just in case I do forget. Oh boy! I mean, it's yeah. the center cut, right? Isn't that is that what we had? Everywhere? That's I think everything. Instagram, there's it's, some underscores in it, but you, okay. no, I think in Instagram is just at the center cut. Um, Facebook is the center cut cast. This uh, the Twitters is the center cut as well. Uh, so any any social media platform, basically, if you search the center cut and it's not golf related, it's us. Yeah, okay. this golf podcast came out after us. They stole two, our name. Whoa. Two golf podcasts. Two golf yeah, two podcasts golf have podcasts come out that are called The Center us. Cut after us. Ridiculous. That are both Ridiculous. called The Center Cut. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that must be some sort of golf terminology that I'm just not familiar with. Do you guys yeah. know? Well, I mean, no. Yeah, I think but... the, the fairway can be referred to as The Center Cut because oh. it's the best cut grass in between the rough and yeah. Oh. But I. Okay. Nerd. Yeah. But what, yeah, but what kind of Sorry. loser are you if you don't even research <laughs> no, the name of your podcast you. before you create it? <laughs> yeah, so true, right? Sorry, I know what the center cut is, Jasmine. No, Jeez. I meant the fucking nerds making that golf podcast. <laughs> I know. We should talk about golf more, Michael. All right. Welcome to the golf podcast. Um, mm-hmm. How about them fairways? Yeah, how about them All fairways? Right. And oh boy, get get me out of those bunkers, you know? You know what I'm saying, everyone? Right in the water again, every time. I feel like every show's a hazard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. oh, no. oh, good one. I like All that. Right. Well, moving along. Before we chat about our favorite shows of the year, we wanted to ask you guys what your first ever favorite TV shows were or are. So, Michael, why don't you tell us yours? Yeah, so I mean, are we talking like when I was a kid? Because I mean, then it's anything Nickelodeon, like Doug was big, Keenan and Cal, basically right. anything Nickelodeon. But if we're talking like adult, like what's your first real obsession? The obvious answer for me, much to Dave's chagrin, is Lost. Of Lost course. is my life. Yeah. Um, between me and my wife, we have watched it twelve to fifteen times through. Wow. And. Well, it's it's one of those things where I mean, nothing is going to beat the first show, uh, first time you view a drama, in my opinion. But the subsequent watches 
bring you something different every time. Yeah. And it just speaks to the the small details that are in it. And that's what makes it so great for me. Um, you know, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this show. I don't just love the show. The show is me, which <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. But <laughs> no, you're but lost. Cause, lost? Cause you're yeah. lost. I'm lost. Exactly. No, it's just. Are you my purgatory? <laughs> no, 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 there's no purgatory. Shut up. <laughs> I have a matching lost tattoo with my younger brother. It's just, it's wow. Damon Lindelof. That's Damon amazing. Lindelof is a god. I, I mean, I yeah. know that you both, or at least one, I think both of you like yeah. Damon Lindelof shows. Oh, yeah. So he just, he's he's an amazing creator. And yeah. I know Lost, you know, a, a lot of people have mixed feelings about the end, I guess is a light way to put it. I don't understand how people who enjoyed it and watched it throughout would hate the ending i guess if i guess they're just not watching it for the same reason that i am but um it's just the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> God. Um, wife, well, you have a wife and a worst. child right <laughs> yeah i don't well, believe you, know. you just said that <laughs> you know actually i take that back What's more concerning is I do believe that you just said that. Like <laughs> that that makes it worse for me almost is that like I know how important it is to you and it makes me very sad. And the thing is, like, I know that there are flaws. I know it's not a perfect show. I can only imagine if Lost was on HBO. Oh my God, it would be mind blowing. Yeah, this wow. is a network TV show. Yeah. I can't even believe I'd like a network TV show. But it's just Yeah, think of all the penises that would have been on it if it was I know. on HBO. Think about yeah. that. That you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, Damon uh, Lindelof yeah. is incredible. I mean, I've liked everything that he's done. I still haven't seen Lost. I was what? supposed to be on this show where we were going to cover Lost and they needed somebody that had never seen it before. So uh, like two of the hosts were going to be, they had seen it. I was going to be the newbie to it. And then that sort of just never materialized. So I was always waiting for that to happen. But now it's not going to happen. So it's it's on my list of things to get to for sure. I'm sure I'll yeah, love I mean, it. Well, I was going to say, I mean, there are so many connections to other like literary things. I know mm. that it borrows some from The Stand, even. I know you've been talking about that recently because there's the oh. new, uh, version coming out. It's just it, it pulls from so many awesome things that you you definitely would like, it, especially if you're a Lindelof fan. Cool. All right, Dave, how about you? Mine isn't nearly as exciting. And here's the thing. So if if again, if we were talking about, you know, shows when we were kids, like things like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and because nice. I, I'm a nerd, Bill Nye the Science Guy, like oh, yeah. loved that stuff when I was yeah. a kid. With that, yeah. But but if I had to to say, you know, what my favorite show is uh, of all time that that I have watched that I enjoy and I've seen many times, it is Psych, and I'm gonna get a ton of shit for it. <laughs> I I love Psych. I grew up, you know, it came out when I was, uh, you know. In high school, um, early high school, I think, is when it first came out. And I watched it with my mom. She was, like, a huge fan of it. So I, I remember watching watching episodes with my mom. And then my wife loves it, too. So we've watched through it, like, a million times. And we've gotten excited every time they do a reunion movie or something like that. It's just a great show. I love to laugh, and it's funny. And it, there's a lot of witty jokes in it. And it, it's constantly bouncing around and super nostalgic. And I just, I just love it. How many movies have they made? Two. Oh wow, that's interesting. Have you seen yeah. any of them? I've well, seen Dave both and his of mom them. So <laughs> fuck your shit. They wouldn't keep making them if no one's seen them. Uh, that's debatable. But okay. <laughs> How many lost movies are there? Ooh. Well, 
zero. How many so people far, have wanted a Lost be. movie in there? Is yeah, okay. Many. Mel, have yeah. you ever mm-hmm. seen Psych? No, I haven't. But I really, I think you've sold me on it, so I really want to give it a go. You should check it out. It is it is just very funny. It's just a light, easy show to watch, and it's just funny and enjoyable and makes me laugh. I love so, it. That's why I like in a good show. There is something to say about light and easy. That's I think for me, the one great thing that's come out of this pandemic is I've been working from home now, and me and my wife started doing this thing where we, we pick a 30-minute TV show and we watch it during lunch. Yeah. And it's just nice to have this thing that you just watch for this like 22 to 25 minutes. You know what you're going to get. And yep. then you go on about your day. It's oh, that was like, 30 rock for me. I used to watch 30 rock during my lunches all the time. It yeah. was just like 22 minute episodes on streaming without, without all the ads and shit and the commercials. <laughs> and you could just like, you could watch it on lunch. It's just a good light thing. Keep you, keep you in a relatively decent mood for work. I'm going to go back to work, just angry and hate the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing something similar, but just with rewatching stuff, like whether it's The Office or Schitt's Creek or even The Good Place, like something just quick like that, that you can just, yeah. And you can, it can kind yep. of be passive too. So you can be chatting at the same time if you want to talk to each other. So yeah, it's <laughs> nice. Nah. Totally. That, that's literally <laughs> what we've done so far is Doug in The Office. There's so many episodes. Oh my God, Doug. Wow. Yep. It's on Hulu. Doug was also on my um probably my top five of first TV shows when I was a kid. Yeah. Man, it. It's been so long since I've even thought about that show. That was awesome. Now Patty I want to rewatch. So hot. Patty Mayonnaise, <laughs> man. Oh man. Skeeter. Wow. Good shit. Wow. Learning lots. Uh <laughs> I feel like I knew that you enjoyed Psych. Maybe it came up uh, in the the challenge that we did on Instagram. I feel like maybe mm-hmm. it was your answer for a few things. Yes, I got seven questions. Yeah. Oh, okay. For well, like there you go. two, just as many <laughs> as you put. It would be lost if I didn't want to answer the same one twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that for like six categories, so I do you remember actually reading answered. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I got a lot of shit for it uh, from a lot of people, um, but it's fine. I love it. I don't care what anyone else thinks. No, good for you. I love that. But I mean, yeah, besides Psych, I feel like I don't really know a lot about your taste in TV. Because even when you guys cover TV shows on your own show, I feel like most of them you're kind of into or maybe not into at all. Uh, Umbrella Academy, I think you guys mostly enjoyed, but... So I, I kind of want to start things off with you, Dave. What's one of your favorite shows from 2020? Yeah, great question. So, well, thank uh, you. you know, when I it's the whole the whole kit and caboodle, you know, when I thought about what I really enjoyed about 2020, which was nothing, um, <laughs> I really, really hearkened back to season six of The Good Witch. The Good Witch. What is that? Yeah, you don't okay. know what The Good Witch is. I don't. It's had like I'm a million intrigued. movies and TV and the TV show. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's something my wife like absolutely loves, and oh. it's almost on every night during dinner. So I've seen all of season six just by proxy, not even actually outreaching to see it. No, um, I would say you know Umbrella Academy is actually a good place to start. Um, for me, especially because of the podcast, it's difficult because a lot of the shows I don't. You know, a lot of the shows that I would be interested in, Michael will not be interested in. Okay. We don't have a lot of overlapping tastes in terms of of TV Anything. shows. 
Um, well, anything accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like that lamp. Um, so <laughs> I, so really when it comes down to it, I, I'm afraid to watch a lot of TV shows when they come out at first, because if it's something that we want to do on the podcast right. and I do enjoy episodes where Michael hates the thing because he <laughs> loves to hate things. I also love to hate things. Yeah, you guys are um, good at hating things, the, though. It's one of the only things we have in common, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the Umbrella Academy was one of the one of the shows, uh, like you mentioned, that that I really enjoyed. I did like season one better than season two. So season one came out last year. Season two is in 2020. I did enjoy season one better, but I still think season two is up there for me um, this year and in terms of best TV shows. Um, I I really enjoyed this show in particular because it um it does a good job of mixing like battles and things like that like fight scenes and stuff like that mm-hmm. with a decent storyline and a lot of weird different characters um and i am a nerd so i like that like <laughs> different timelines and all of that kind of thought the all those thought processes and stuff like that um so i would say umbrella academy season 2 is is where i'll start um this this off here for this year but you're absolutely right. I I don't watch a ton of TV, uh, and the podcast has made it even more so. So I know that sacrilege should be on a, a show about. <laughs> uh, I'm on a podcast about TV, and I don't watch a lot of TV. But there's my answer. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't talk about the Good Witch. I I have never heard of this, and I was immediately intrigued. Maybe we can like circle back to that later. You can tell us what you've sort of overheard and overseen just from your wife watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cassie uh, Cassie is the main character and and she's a very it's so it's one of those shows where they're all of the drama is so lighthearted drama okay. that it is like you can never be sad watching The Good Witch. Okay. It's just like a happy show and it's just like they purposefully make it so there's never any actual tension. There's like very little minuscule tensions here and there, but otherwise, but the good witch is, is her name is Cassie um, is the main character and she has some magical powers, but we don't really know what they are. She just like has good intuition and stuff like that. Wait, but then there's so other it's times where I definitely six, think and you still don't know what yeah. her magical powers are. No, like like her, she has like heightened intuition okay, and like okay. stuff like that. But it's, they never like outright like she just like like poofs something out of thin air or something <laughs> like that. Like she doesn't have like actual magical powers that you would see. Gotcha. Um, in, in terms of like, I guess what the what the dynamic of like when we think of magic, like when you're seeing someone actually do like something magical in a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does, ha- she is a witch and she has powers, but she's just like super nice about it. She's the good witch. She's, she's just the good witch. How is there six seasons? What channel is this on? Oh, I don't even know. I'm That's interested to question. know that too. Yeah. The Hallmark channel or something. I don't, I've yeah. never heard of it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, there are, uh, there were a million movies and now there are a million TV shows. It is yeah. a Hallmark Channel show. No, <laughs> for real. It. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, this is next. I'm sorry, I laughed at that. Sorry, I'm bumping just... lists or lost down on the list. Like Good Witch has yeah. taken the first position. <laughs> there have been seven seven Good Witch movies. Holy shit! And six seasons of the TV show. Oh my god! Wow, I've literally never heard of it. Yeah. 
I mean, you you don't know good TV, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you shared that with us. I think we should circle Mm -hmm. back to Umbrella Academy because I feel like all of, I know all of us have seen it, so we could probably comment on it a little bit. I mean, I really enjoyed season two. Mel's and I talked about it a little bit, I think, just in terms of like, it was a bit of a, you know, they did the whole doomsday thing all over again. That's kind of their shtick. Um, so it's just kind of a bit of a repeat, but I think they have enough, um, I don't know, it's entertaining and it's fun enough that I think you can get through a season pretty quickly and you do get something out of it. And I, like, I agree. I think they have great action sequences. They always have great music that goes along with the action sequences. Um, I don't know. I think some of the stuff they were trying to do in like the, well, in a lot of the past timeline stuff, like the political stuff, they kind of got there, but then they kind of, I don't want to say chickened out of certain things, but it was just like light and breezy. And maybe that's just the show that they're trying to be. But um, I mean, I don't know. I'm always here for Klaus and number five. Like I'm never going to get tired of those characters. (laughs) I think they bring so much to that show. So what do you guys think? Agreed. What about gorilla penis? Well, yeah. So that's one of the main reasons. (laughs) That's one of the main reasons that I'm looking forward to season three. I'm just waiting for the episode where we find out how big Luther's penis is. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we, yeah. I mean, we've it's the best kept secret in Hollywood. Yes, it is. We we latched on to his his um, gorilla penis there. Yeah, we we had our we had a season one award show that we named after Luther's. Yes. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I it's tough for me. Like, I I didn't not like it. I just feel there's a weird. It's weird because I watched the ends first, so Mm -hmm. it automatically. I automatically had like a tension removal. It was like someone put a headband around my eyes because I already know how it's going to end. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like throughout the middle of this, the, the middle of the season for me was such a slog because I just knew how it was going to end. And it's like, OK, cool. I know that Vanya is not going to die here. Like, I know that this piece is going to end up here. Right. So maybe if I didn't watch the end, I would have liked it more. But I just like the first season for me was like an eight or nine out of ten. I, I, the second season was like a four for me. But did you guys, sorry, refresh my memory. Did you guys watch the first and last episode of the first season as well and then watch the middle? No. So we actually watched all of season one to prepare for season two. So we just watched season one as normal. So I'll agree with Michael that I, I think that because we both watched season one all the way through and we both enjoyed season one more. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that that show is meant to kind of build build tension of, you know, what's going to happen? How are they going to solve this problem? Yeah. And when you already know what's going to happen at the end, it definitely takes away a lot of that tension for sure um, and, and makes it a lot less, um, I don't want to say enjoyable, but it, it makes it, it makes it it'll have a lot less punch than, than it did when we watched season one yeah. because you already know how the end is going to end. Yeah, because I think that there are shows where that will that like I don't think it would matter if you know the ending. And I think that that's, you know, you can prove that by the fact that you rewatch stuff and you still find the same enjoyment out of it, regardless of whether you know the ending. But I agree that a show like The Umbrella Academy is building in that way where the end kind of matters and you kind of ruin the journey a little bit uh, by doing it that way. But listen, you, you took it for the team. You did it for the show. You had to do it that way. 
It's what yeah. we do. You know? and, and that's actually kind of a great segue because one of my honorable mentions, I didn't pick it as like one of like this was the best show for me in 2020, but I wanted to bring it up because I, I still think it's such a it's so well made is is Better Call Saul season five. Nice. Um, and, and and it's that same thing. It's like that's for me what is always going to keep it from being as great as Breaking Bad um, is that it's a prequel. And you no matter what they try to do to build this false tension you always know that the main characters are going to end up where they end up. And you can see that all the parts of the show are so like masterfully created. I think if I'm being honest, I think some of the parts of better call Saul are better than the parts of breaking bad. I just don't think it's ever going to, it's never going to meet the, the sum that breaking bad is because of that, that lack of tension. Now I will say though, Lalo, who was, I think he might've, come injected into the end of season four. I don't know if any of you have seen this, but yep. uh, Lalo was injected and he was fucking awesome. I loved Lalo. So he, for me, made this season great. But again, it, it was one of the shows I liked this year. Just not, wasn't like the best of the best. Well, it's so funny that you bring up Better Call Saul because, I mean, little peek behind the curtain for listeners and for you guys. We recorded earlier today with Mike from Whack Brackets. And we okay. talked a lot about Better Call Saul. Oh, and we, we all kind of said, like, actually, we like Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad. Like, it's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. eclipsed that show for us. So, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, the, the parts for me, I, I, just yeah. I just think as like and maybe the last season will will we'll put it above it for me. I just I think there's always going to be that looming over it. Like, yeah, but this is what leads to Breaking Bad. So I, I don't know. But it's good. It's, well, it's great. I want to say this. I think that the the stuff that they've been doing with Kim on that show, like, I don't want to say too much, but I think that we've all been expecting it to go one way and that that would be the logical reason for how Jimmy finally becomes Saul. But mm-hmm. I actually think they're building towards something different, something, let's say, more devastating than Kim dying. And I think that's really what's going to if they go that way, what's really going to, I think, set Better Call Saul apart and finally make it. I mean, even though I already think it's kind of standing on its own two feet, I think that that will really set it apart if they go in this maybe different direction. So that was pretty vague, but. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to step on Mikey from Whack Brackets toes. He's the man. But yes, Kim, Kim is the linchpin of Better mm-hmm. Call Saul. Yeah. Without her, I, it would really be lacking because she is she is like the one major piece that you, you just don't know. She's you phenomenal. heard it here first, folks. Mikey's at war. Ooh. <laughs> the Michael Wars. <laughs> the Michael Wars. <laughs> All right. Well, Mel's, why don't we move over to one of your picks? Okay. Um, I was actually going to cheat just a little bit. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. And beca- because it didn't dawn on me until we took our break today that I watched a life-changing show this year. Okay. But it's not from 2020. So that's why I say it's cheating a little bit. But I, I, ha- <gasps> okay. I have yeah. to say that the best thing that I watched in 2020 was Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you can Excellent close answer. Your eyes close your ears. For <laughs> um, Am I supposed I, to close my eyes because I'm gonna go and watch it? Is that the point? No, because <laughs> you probably are not a David Lynch fan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Listen, well, Mel, I was kind of secretly hoping that you would find a way to work that in. So, yeah. well done. I'm just 
I'm just going to totally cheat because it's whatever. It, it, it's 2020. It's Anything your goes show. in 2020. <laughs> right. All right. I have a cheat so, too for later. So go for great. it. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Well, I don't feel so bad. But mm-hmm. um, thanks to Jasmine again, because she's always recommending great TV to me. I picked up Twin Peaks and I literally could not put it down. She had to tell me several times to slow down so we could cover (laughs) things on the podcast. And I was getting too ahead of myself. And she was like, oh, you know, just slow your roll a little bit there, Mel's. And so I've never been on such a journey in my life, especially when it comes to TV, as I have with Twin Peaks. And there are episodes that you're going to go, what did I just watch? And that makes zero <laughs> sense. But then there are episodes that are going to make you cry. And then there are episodes that are going to make you like scream at the TV. And also because me, they all make no sense. <laughs> oh, sometimes. Well, they're, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> they're up for your own interpretation. Okay. So, but I... I just had to say that because I took my Twin Peaks journey in the year of 2020. So not all things were crap about 2020. Twin Peaks was one of the things that came out of it for me um, that just really changed the way that I even view television now. It's like I I watch some things I'm constantly comparing, which, you know, I know I shouldn't do. But I'm like, well, if this was Twin Peaks, then... (laughs) This would be happening, you know, so, but I figured that I would, this would be the perfect opportunity for me to cheat my way into yes. uh, a best of 2020. So funny. Cause when you said I watched a life changing show, I was like, what did we talk about it? What? Oh my God. What is she going to mention? And then I clued in like an idiot. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. great I wanted cheat. to, I kept it. I just kept it to myself. I was going to text you over the break. And then I was like, nope. Not going to do it. I'm going to surprise her with this one. Oh, I love it. So it's great. I actually hadn't seen Twin Peaks before either. And I, oh. my wife and I watched it like, I think December of 2019 into January of 2020 for the first time. Oh, wow. So I, don't, I don't know why. It feel, I feel like a lot of people recently got into Twin Peaks, which is wild because, I mean, obviously the original seasons are, what, like almost 30 years old. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously there was the most recent season a couple of years back, but yeah. for whatever reason, I just feel like it's back in the zeitgeist and it was just kind of great timing. I, I had just finished the, the third season, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, just a couple months before you all were covering it. So it was like relatively fresh in my mind and it was, that's why it was so great to, to hear the coverage. Um, oh, that's so cool. It's a wild show. Yeah, it's a wild show. I, for whatever reason, I don't think we've ever even talked about it. I just kind of assumed that you saw it when it was out originally or that you caught on to it like back in 2017 when it came back for the return. But yeah, that's cool. I love yeah, that just, people are finding it. It's so wild. It had always been on my list because it's another show that I knew that Lindelof had pulled from. Yes. From Lost. Uh, from Lost. So that's another one. When you, if you watch Lost, you will see connections to to uh, Twin Peaks. Dave, shut up. I have to reference <laughs> he, all the time. It's, it's but it's true. Do. Like, Damon Lindelof <laughs> has mentioned Twin Peaks so often. And I think I think the final season of The Leftovers was airing the same year as Twin Peaks came back. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about in some article, some interview, like, there wouldn't be uh, The Leftovers without Twin Peaks. Like, that really inspired some of the ambiguity that he works with in that show. Mm-hmm. So... 
totally. No, and he he had mentioned in interviews before as well that that is Twin, Twin Peaks is what helped him get lost on the air. Basically, ABC didn't want to do it, and basically they were able to talk <laughs> him into it. Be like, this is going to be like yeah. Twin Peaks, and it, it worked. So yeah, awesome, nice Very cheat cool. mails. What's your real Thanks. answer? Um, well, <laughs> my real answer was uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Okay, yeah. It was on Hulu. Now, I wouldn't say it's, I don't know if I would necessarily call it the best, but like this year, I think we were a little strapped on TV. I mean, like American Horror Story didn't come back this year because of COVID. A lot of stuff just wasn't coming out for us, but I really enjoyed, I binged Little Fires Everywhere. Um, I enjoyed the cast. I love Kerry Washington. Um, and so, and the dynamic of of race in the early 90s in like suburban Ohio, it was like really interesting to watch. I thought it was done very well. And so I have to say that's that's one of the better shows that I watched in 2020 as well. Who else was in that? Is it Reese? Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was the one thing that kind of kept me from checking it out because I just got so annoyed with her in Big Little Lies. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't even go to the second season of that because it's just, I think I texted this to you. I have Reese fatigue. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And honestly, her character in Little Fires Everywhere was not that much different than the Big Little Lies character. Um, But I really liked it for Carrie Washington, to be honest with you. So that's what made it enjoyable for me. Yeah. Nice. It's clear that I'm not going to have anything to contribute about any of these. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just going to keep on interjecting. You should just make shit up. Just for fun. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm fine with that. Just add in some fan fiction as we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Michael, we didn't get a a full one from you yet, right? You had an honorable mention with Saul. So let's... let's Hear one of yours. Throw a throw a bunch of stuff at the wall until something sticks. No, my I, I thought about it, and my favorite show that came out in 2020 was Tales from the Loop, which was okay, an Amazon yeah. Prime show. Um, it's eight episodes. They're all semi connected, but they're each like their own individual story, individual characters. The characters are all like tangentially connected. Gotcha. Um. It all takes place in a fictional town in Ohio um, around an underground facility called The Loop. And it's cool because it's all based, the whole thing is based around art by this Swedish artist, uh, Simon Stollenhog or something. I, I don't know. Okay. Ikea furniture sounding guy. Sure. And <laughs> Simon Stollenhog. Yeah. 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 Uh, basically, like a, an art book that he created. So there's like these cool robotic creature looking things and um i mean visually it was it was great it was nominated for an emmy uh, an emmy for cinematography and special or visual effects so i mean it had that side of it nailed down for me it was it's kind of like a less bleak dark mirror uh or black mirror well, a dark mirror a black mirror <laughs> um now i say okay, less bleak but there there's definitely still some of the conclusions still are pretty dark um, but if you're into any sort of sci-fi type stuff, it it's definitely uh, it's definitely a great watch. I don't want to spoil like any of the individual stories. One of my favorites of the eight, the basic gist of it was there's this like random like space shuttle type thing that these two boys find in the woods. One of them is like um, 
like a nerdy, ugly kid that doesn't really seem to have many talents. That and wasn't then, very nice at all. Well, but it's no, but it's true. That's the whole thing behind it. And then you know, the other kid is like this good looking, like he's good at playing music kid. And when one of them goes into the shuttle thing and closes the door with the other person in the vicinity, they end up switching bodies like their yeah. their mind and aura goes into the other body. And obviously, they try that out for a while. And then eventually the good looking kid who went into the body of the nerdy or uglier one doesn't want to switch back and, sure. and you know the whole twist is like the nerdy ugly kid actually has the better life he's going to get a cool job and the other kid's going to be a fucking idiot and he's not going to have any future um the Good twist is even more up. of a yeah exactly yeah. And there's there's an even more there's a better twist at the end of it that i don't want to spoil but it's it, it really is a great sci-fi show with with which is visually stunning so I, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, again, it's eight episodes, so it's yeah. It's not even that. It's not even that much to um, take on. Did did any of any any of you watch it or no? It was it just I me. I haven't seen it. And actually, somebody gave me their uh, Amazon Prime info with the specific intent of me watching that, and I've just been using their Amazon Prime account to watch whatever I want. But <laughs> so I eventually do have to get around to it because I promised this person yeah. that I would watch it. But so like based on your description, it sounds like it's almost anthology-esque in that it's kind of following different people for each episode. Am I right on that? You are. Um, there, there's definitely one or two characters that are different for each episode, but they it finds a way of connecting them all still. Right. So it's not, it's not completely standalone. Yeah, not like a Black Mirror where every Correct. episode has a completely different story. But Correct. yeah. Correct, yes. So it's kind of giving me like final season of The Leftovers vibes where everybody overlaps, but each episode kind of focused on a particular person in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. I like that. I really like a show like that, I, especially with, I mean, we just have so much TV. So I think mm -hmm. telling a story in a different way is always welcome, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's like for me, uh, I don't I don't know if any of you watch this, this season of Fargo season four wasn't wasn't as great as the other three <sighs> in my opinion. But it's um, it's just that whole anthology thing where, and, and that's kind of the same. I mean, yes, each season is its own thing. There's still there's some small connections to to each season. Yeah. But you can literally just watch the one season and not watch all the others, and you're gonna like it's it's totally cool to do that. You don't need to have knowledge of the prior things. Yeah. So it's TV like that is. I, I feel like more shows are doing that with this whole new like golden age of television where there's just so much stuff, so little time and, you know, people are binging things. It's nice to have just, Hey, I want to watch one episode of this thing. I can wait, you know, six months, watch other shows and then go back and watch this other episode. And, and I'm not going to be lost at all. It's yeah. Nice. It's nice to have that. Yeah. That sounds terrible to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's just like, they're just like shorter movies and that's what you like. You like, it's, this is like TV for movie people. Yeah, but I I particularly love movies that have multiple movies in them, like uh, the your your Star Warses or gotcha. Harry Harry Potter's or Lord of the Ringses. Um, I, I like a, a long story like that, and that's what TV these, is. Uh, like a I lot just, of yeah, like what is wrong with you? Dude? That's literally <laughs> yeah, TV. Yeah, but yeah, it also there's a commitment there that I'm just not I'm ready for. So you're no. a one night stand kind of guy, but you like to try to string <laughs> together. You're like, oh, this was nice. Let's try to have a second date, and then the second don't tell never my wife that. The but yes, okay. oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> Mel's. Have you seen Tales from the Loop? No, I have not, but I've just made a note to check it out because yeah. that sounds really interesting. I'm really into yeah. it. Yeah, I feel cool. like maybe I mean, it I wouldn't be... watch it anyways because it's got an ugly kid in it. 
Hey, well, I fair. mean, aside that's from the fair. ugly kid, aside from the ugly kid, <laughs> maybe we'll the unfortunate looking one. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to watch anything with ugly people. In it. I have to look at myself all day. Why would I want to watch ugly people on TV? <laughs> no, but I feel I like just... I could have made a Michael ugly joke there and I missed yeah. it. Ooh, I, thank you. So. Yeah, self-deprecating instead. How big of you? We'll get it next time. Don't worry, guys. Uh, Mel's, I just feel like that could be a show, you know, depending on how much is coming out next year. That sounds like a show that we could cover when things start yeah. to quiet down oh, after the stand. Yeah. I would love it. We'll have one listener for sure. So, (laughs) all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, and that Amazon Prime friend. Yeah. I have two listeners. Well, it's actually a family member, and I feel like none of my family ever listens to my fucking shows. So that's not going to (laughs) happen. They they talk about being so supportive, but. We make a point of purposefully telling our families not to listen to our show. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess I, I feel like if I did that, though, then they would listen. Maybe I should try that. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I sometimes that. talk shit about family. So. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm going to go next. And Mel's, I think this is probably one of your picks. And I, I'm sure Michael has seen it. Dave, maybe not. But uh, I wanted probably to talk not. about the third season of Dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which. Nope. i uh this show was so oh my gosh it's so complex and intricately plotted i mean i think that they had i think this was a lucky show in the fact that the writers showrunners kind of always knew that they were going to have three seasons they knew their beginning Mm -hmm. they knew their middle they knew their end and i know that that doesn't always happen i mean i think that very rarely happens with television shows Mm -hmm. for for them to know that far in advance but It really shows because the storytelling was just so tight and everything that happened happened for a reason. There was no room for filler. And in a show that deals with multiple timelines and even multiple worlds and a sprawling cast of characters, it was just so it all came together so perfectly in this final season. And I can't believe still that they did it with only eight episodes instead of the 10 that they were getting in the first two seasons. I mean, the amount that they did just in that first episode of season three to basically introduce us to a completely new world and not necessarily new characters, but a new take on people that we had already come Mm. to know. I think that they just accomplished so much. I really picture the writer's room looking essentially like the bunker with everybody's photos (laughs) everywhere and all the strings of yarn, like connecting everybody and that all the writers are a little bit like Charlie Kelly in the mailroom, just like smoking cigarettes and drinking so many coffees. I'm like, can we talk about the fucking season three plot, guys? I've been dying to talk about the fucking season three. Like, I just imagine (laughs) they went nuts trying to bring this together, but it really came together so, so well. And I mean, I, it, it's one of those shows that went out on a, on like a, a high note for sure. Like at its peak, like it left me wanting more and yet I was totally satisfied. So I mean, I know, yeah, at least two of you have seen it, so feel free to chime in. Not yes, all at once. Yes. <laughs> I um, love the breathing sounds, that simultaneous <laughs> breath sound. It, well, that's what dark takes. You, there's so much it to does. talk about. That you, like, you don't even know where to start. It's true. I'm it's leaving true. that in. I like it. <laughs> um, no, I was. Another one that I binged and I really should have taken a little bit more time with that. Not the, and I don't have anything <laughs> negative to say about it. It was amazing. 
I just feel like there's probably some things that I missed and I might have been confused on. And perhaps that wouldn't have happened if I had taken a little more time with it because it is in another language. And I was re I was watching it with subtitles. I didn't do dubs. I did subs. And so I probably missed some imagery or some things with the scenes that I probably would have appreciated seeing simply because I was reading at the bottom of the screen versus listening to the characters on a dub version. But it was amazing. I have never like been so mind blown by (laughs) something. I mean, the worlds, the two worlds and how they were created, that moment in time when they were created and the characters and, and in this world, these characters are are leading this life. In this world, they're leading this kind of life. And and it it was just amazing. I, I can't say enough good things about Dark. I, I will say that if you have the opportunity to watch it and you haven't done it yet, um, and you don't mind the spoilers that we've given, you're still listening, <laughs> do it in dubs. Do yourself a favor. Um, because like I said, I think the main thing with me is I might have missed a few things because I was reading at the bottom of the screen, you know, versus watching everything play out. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, I echo all of that. It was, it really was incredible. Um, I I didn't want to talk about it in depth because you've done so much on it. And I figured one of you would talk about it as well. I, but it's 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 such an amazing show for me. It, it was one of the only shows that's rivaled Lost for me in terms of like, oh wow, like you said like kind of like mind blowing. Like oh my, like it, that the third season in particular, the moment when you find out find out that that's there's that third world that mm-hmm. created the two. It was one of the yes. it's, it's that moment of like, this is amazing. But how did I not? see this coming like uh, with all the iconic iconography well I, don't, I probably butchered the pronunciation there with like the three yes or like how how did i miss that the how three did i cycles. not know that was gonna be yeah there? yeah it's like it, it was so in front of your face yet you, you you're you miss it because there's so much else going on it just it's such such an incredible show and the casting alone Oof. is ridiculous that they were able to find all these people that looked like each other at varying ages it's just mm-hmm. it's just mind-blowing um just top to bottom, just such a great show. I, let me ask you this, though. I'm, I'm curious uh, to what you both think. Dave, I want to know what you think, too. Mm, I'm listening. <laughs> I will say that if I had to rank the seasons, though, if I ha- if I was forced to do it right now, just as a first watch through, I'd probably put the third as the worst. I, maybe that's just me. Um, w- I'm curious as to how you would rank the seasons. Ooh, ooh. Well, I while I think know. about that, tell tell us a little bit about why that would be the last one on your list, on your ranking. So I think it would be last because I like when there's infinite possibilities and the third season, the last season, wrapping everything up, it's kind of closing all those loops. So maybe that just speaks to like more what I like rather than the actual quality of the show. Um, but Right. I guess in addition to that, I as much as like the three worlds things, three worlds thing was cool. It was just like okay, now we're adding another world. I just I still want to know all the answers to like what the hell's going on in the first world and the second timeline, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just yeah, and everything, fair. Like I don't I don't know how I I still don't know how I feel about adam as as like a character as a as a construct i don't know um again it was still incredible but i just it's like i'm 
it's like I'm comparing delicious jars of peanut butter. Like, okay, yeah, this Reese's peanut butter <laughs> jar is a little bit better than this Jiffy jar, but like it's still sure, peanut butter. Sure. I still want to hold on. It all down. I think I think you missed an opportunity for a lost analogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's it's just it's let's let's hear him out. He'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, he'll get there. I think I would go two one three. Okay, interesting. I'm having a really hard time remembering what seasons one and two are, like the difference between them, honestly, because I binged them all right before the third season came out again. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I would have to put season three maybe in the middle, like season one, because that's what started it all. And it was so, Mm. I think, such a great 10 episodes and it made me just want more. So I think that first season would be at the top. But I'm really into time paradoxes. So the fact that the loops did all connect and it was all just leading into everything uh, like that, I that's just, I'm a sucker for that shit. So mm. yeah. What about you, Mel's? Well, I binged it as well. So it's a little difficult for me to remember where the one began and one ended yeah, yeah. Uh, in my own time paradox <laughs> right now. <laughs> But I, I seem to remember really, really enjoying season two. So maybe I would put season two. I don't know. I, I hate to put season three at the end just because I really like the way they wrapped it up. But I think you season two might have. <laughs> <laughs> season two might have been the way the my favorite one. I'm thinking. Yep, I'm with you. So, yeah. Yeah, that's but it was fair. all great. Th- Again, it was all great. I think for me, my favorite. I was, was going to ask Dave from, you next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second half of season one to the halfway through season two <laughs> was sure. my favorite, and then from the halfway through season two to the end of the show was kind of second for me. Interesting. And I, I really disliked the first half of season one. Well, I was going to ask, like, did that. you only watch the center of these seasons? Like, just cause, like, is that how you watch most TV? <laughs> if you're not covering it on the show, you just watch all the middle yes. episodes. <laughs> yeah. If I know that it's going to be something that we might want to do for the show, I just only watch the center. Right. Sure. <laughs> Figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is. A, that's a time paradox there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, I, I love the show. It's a. Uh, I want to compare it a little bit to the Americans in a way, only because after I watched the Americans, I got this like little bee in my bonnet that I was going to learn Russian and that was going to be my thing. <laughs> and then Russian's really fucking hard. It has its own alphabet. It's it's a good challenge. But then after I watched this, I was like, nah, fuck Russian. I'm going to learn German. It'll be great. <laughs> and I tried that for about two months and that's also pretty hard. So I gave that up as well. But I love the fact that TV like this can inspire me to learn a different language. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I was convinced that I could speak German after I watched this because I because the subtitles were up and I was like, oh, that's what that word means then, huh? Okay. Bartos. Bartos. Yeah, that's Bartos. The only, uh, never mind. That's not even a word. Yeah. That's, a that's name. just a name. I would imagine that's the only name. thing that... <laughs> You're the oh, worst. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Dave, let's hear from you. What's, what's another right, of your so, favorites? This is going to be my cheat one, and there's a reason that okay. it, it is a, a cheat one. It came out at the very end of 2019, and we did it on our show. And the reason I couldn't watch it when it came out is because we were doing it on the show. Um, and that is The Witcher. Um, I I know that this show wasn't perfect. 
and that there was definitely some things that they could have done better. But I am a video game guy. I've played through all of the Witcher video games. Um, So it kind of had a special place in my heart being able to see a video game made better than that dumb, terrible Assassin's Creed movie that they made. but they um, they did a good job of of capturing the game, kind of the essence of the game, the kind of darkness that comes along with the game, but with some um, with some light points. But um, I, I think they did a really good job casting Henry Cavill as the Witcher. Um, he he does a really good job of not having emotion, but having emotion at the same time. Um, it's like weird kind of paradox yeah. of, of a person who is not supposed to be able to really feel a whole lot of emotion, but there is still some feelings there. Um, I, I thought that a lot of the fight scenes were well choreographed for the comparison to the video game. It felt a lot like it. So for me, I, I know it's not on a lot of people's lists, um, but I watched it in 2020 and it was up there for me just because of the attachment I have to it because of video games. Yeah, I think nice. that's so cool. I I don't know that I've played enough. I mean, unless they make like a Super Mario Brothers or like a fucking Donkey Kong TV show, I guess maybe then I'll be able to see a video game <laughs> adapted. But I am I think that's really cool that they're doing that now, not just with movies, but with TV. So I totally get that. And it's, it's yeah. just like when you see a book adapted, right? A book that you really love. Yeah. So... Sorry, Mel's go ahead. There was a Mario TV show, by the way. A Mario TV show. There was also there was yeah. also a Mario movie that was. There out was of a control. movie as well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, I have some catching up to do. You need to you need to research what the Goombas look like in the yeah. movie in the Super Mario movie. Okay, you yeah. need to. Okay, I'm writing but it down. I remember. I remember it was like these two older guys that were Mario and Luigi, and they had the sound effects like it showed them jumping down little like the pipes because <laughs> they were off. plumbers. You in know, in the TV yeah. show or the movie, the TV show, and it was like. Burner, burner, burner. You know, and then, and then it would like turn, but then it would like turn over into cartoon. You know, and like when they went down the pipe, like, it would go to cartoon. Right, right, like when they were actually like battling things and stuff like that. Maybe because I've never seen that TV show. Well, I, I was, want to. I was about to say, um, in part one, we did discuss the, about how I. Ha- did not have cable until I was in high school. So perhaps <laughs> this was a local high school play that was just on like <laughs> Saturday mornings. But I'm pretty sure that I'm that this is accurate. Do you think maybe you were just playing the video game but making up a story as you went along? And <laughs> I was like, here we go. Really active imagination. I had to have an active imagination. I didn't have TV growing up. So. You just had that possum. <laughs> I just had a possum in a box. That's it. <laughs> oh my god! No, I think it. I think it existed. I tell you, it's, yeah. it did exist. It was real. <laughs> the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, okay. This is uh, this is incredible. Uh, what year did it come out? Just the Im- just the imagery I'm seeing is incredible. Um, let me see. It was. It had I'm to guess be nineteen. 19- 92. It's gotta, that's yeah, my it's guess. Gotta be early 90s. 1991. Uh-huh. Yeah. So 13 episodes guess. between September 14th of 1991 and December 7th of 1991. <laughs> it was on for four months. <laughs> it was short-lived. Did it but... get canceled? Yep. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was only that once that one 13 episode yeah. season. Was it made in like South Africa or is this like a US thing? Uh, it aired on NBC. 
Okay. <laughs> there we Whoa. go. Okay. It was also on Telecinco and Italia One. <laughs> Whatever those shows. <laughs> That's what I was watching it on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's amazing. Tell us so, yeah. so did you meet? Did you miss a lot of the imagery from reading the subtitles? <laughs> yeah, I did. See, good, like, <laughs> good thing I played the game because I knew I didn't have to read the subtitles. You knew I just a lot of the knew what was happening. The game. Yeah, yeah. I already I knew what was the, happening. The subtitles <laughs> of the pew 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 of going down the the pipe. Yeah. Uh, the really fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry I derailed your chat about The Witcher though, but I just thought that that was I just think it's super interesting to see a TV or to see a video game adapted for TV. Did did either of you watch The Witcher? I did not. No. I watched the first and last episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I didn't like the ends enough to watch the middle. It's just too nerdy for me. I don't know. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> he doesn't like that, that. Yeah, he doesn't like that medieval stuff. I don't know why you watched all of Game of Thrones. To be honest, yeah, it just, it just, that's what it. It, it felt like a F-rate Game of Thrones. So Fair it's enough. like, why do I? I mean, why am I going to put time into this? But I know uh, my Hen- fiance really like enjoyed it. He, um, but he is also into that whole genre, I guess, or like not really a period piece, but you guys know what I mean when I say that, like it's not taking yes. place yeah. in, in this day and age or not even close. So, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't normally really like those either. It's something we talk about a lot on our show is neither of us are really yeah. huge fans of period pieces or, or something that doesn't take place in like current time. Um, but, you know, it was easier for me to kind of make those comparisons to the video game. Right. So for me, it didn't really feel as a period piece because I'm comparing it to the video game rather than real life. No, that makes perfect sense. And I have heard you guys talk about how you don't really like a period piece. And every time you say it, I wait for a joke that's coming about a period (laughs) and it never happens. And I'm like, is this the one track that they reel themselves in on is a period? Like, (laughs) They're like, not going there. We're not even going to go down that road. We're not going to try it. Well, I made the joke once and I was like, I can't do this multiple times. All right. I'll have to it go was back in our and find it. episode. Yeah, our I don't even remember episode. that. Uh, I, I have all my jokes one. in a file. I have a file folder so. of all jokes I've ever made. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's uh. scream. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> all right, uh, Mel's. You want to go in with another one? Yes, the other one that I had, um, and I think it's one that we share also. If you're cool with me talking about Shit's Creek, yeah. Okay, um, so I did not get to watch um, season six, right, in real time. I watched it over the summer um, because I don't have the pop channel here. But um, I had already watched all of the other seasons on Netflix. And I just think it ended so perfectly. I love the journey. I thought it was amazing. Um, the wedding, just the way that they left the town, the town sign, everything was just perfect. And I think that they really nailed it on wrapping that show up. I love Shit's Creek anyway. It makes me belly laugh. I mean, yes. until tears come out of my eyes and I just cannot get enough of all of the characters. All of the characters are great. They're so relatable. It's such a relatable 
storyline in my opinion and i don't know i could go on and on and on about Shit's creek but i really think that they wrapped it up very nicely in the last season and i'm so glad that david found someone that was just simply the best right and that he could just be with it was just amazing i loved it (laughs) (laughs) i as you say it makes you belly laugh it's one of the few comedies that actually makes me laugh out loud and i think that's actually really hard I think it's Mm -hmm. easier to be a drama that makes somebody cry or, like, feel those bigger emotions. I think it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. to make people laugh because there's a lot of shows that I watch and I'll say out loud, like, oh, that's funny, but I'm not actually laughing. There are very few shows that (laughs) will do that. And so it's, I don't know. Schitt's Creek, it's, like, one of, you know, three shows that I'm really proud, that makes me really proud to be Canadian because we don't have a lot of great television, but that's one that I'm like, yes. We exported that shit. We can make good TV. We just have to put good what people What do you mean? You have Trailer gear. Park Boys. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, trailer but listen, Park Boys is Trailer good. Park Boys is great, <laughs> but it's uh, very niche. I Well, I don't know. Did it really take off in the States? I have no idea how that went over down there. I mean, I know uh, about it, so it must be pretty popular. It must be popular semi-popular. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's popular enough yeah. that most people I mention it will will understand the reference that I'm, so I'm making. So interesting. See, I mean, I don't know. I'm about to reveal things, but Trailer Park Boys is so true and like hits home for (laughs) most people I know in Canada. Like most people in my inner friend circle, we all have a Ricky. We all have a Julian. We all have somebody that kind of resembles Bubbles. Like it just, and so sometimes I watch it. I would it give and anything I, to have a Bubbles. I, yeah, I mean, that, Can you send that would down be a the bubbles, choice please? one. Yeah. I need, I need a Bubbles right now. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want like a Ricky as your dad, let's say. Hi, that's me. Agreed. Okay. So sometimes it hits a little too close to home. I mean, it's still hilarious. I still think it's a great show. But, you know, I actually did spend a lot of time in a trailer park as a child. So it's a, it's like a documentary for me, you know? And I, <laughs> it's but, like Hillbilly Elegy for me. That's how. Oh, that's really? That's like all of my family. So. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about that another time, actually, I think. <laughs> It's a good thing your families don't listen to this show. No, they don't have yeah. internet. I was they like, don't have internet. They don't so. have internet. Okay, yeah. And it's not just closed for them. It's open, but no. they just don't. Yeah. <laughs> they have open internet, but yeah. it's not working. Yeah. Does, it, uh, does it go that far out into the woods? <laughs> mm, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think this is one of the, the best shows of the year for sure, especially this sixth season. Like, I think Schitt's Creek started out kind of relying on gags in a way. You know, that first season was too heavy on the Roland is the gross guy. And that's where we're getting the jokes from. And that got really old really quickly. And it was fun to see the show evolve as it went on and get better and more confident and find its footing. And I think that this sixth season was, you know, kind of like dark. Like it met, it found its peak. It found its like... um high point and then it went out like it kind of went out on its own terms and even though I think most people found the show in like let's say season three or four mm-hmm. and there's still people finding the show now and so they got this huge following all of a sudden they and they were still like no our story is over we're done like this is where we're gonna step out and I just I guess I really respect that about a show that kind of know when knows when to just cut it and get out you know I started right. watching it three weeks ago 
Well, see, there and you go. Episode one. I'm like halfway through season three. Oh, no. I, I hope I didn't spoil anything oh, for no, you. Oh, no. It's okay. I don't think it's the type of show <laughs> yeah. where a spoiler is really going to ruin it. No. Okay. Uh, it's, it's something where, I mean, it's just it's just worth, like you said, a good belly laugh, just laughing. Yeah. yeah. And laughing at the TV. So you're enjoying um, it so far? Oh, yeah. I, I grew up in southern southern Connecticut and then moved up to the middle of New Hampshire. Um, so I do feel a lot like David sometimes. And also okay. my wife really loves to name? say, David. <laughs> David. No, no, not just the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's one of it's also one of the rare sitcoms, I think, that actually has a lot of character development going on like mm-hmm. i think okay i think about something like always sunny which i think just has its own thing going i love that those characters don't ever grow or get better as people i think that's their shtick and they should stick to it but very rarely in a sitcom do we see people get so much more complex and so much more layered and 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 yet kind of stay the same like by the final episode moira is still doing her fancy over the top dialogue kind of thing like she has all those weird <laughs> words that she's going to say she has all the wigs uh, but she's you know she's a better mother i think and she's a better wife yeah. and she's just a better person and the same goes for all of the characters i think the the most exciting thing for me i mean apart from david and patrick i i love that the show pivoted into a love story and kind of never lost the heart of the family either but Alexis, I mean, she's still Alexis, but she's got a better head on her shoulders than she did in episode one. And it's so apparent. And yeah, there's something really, I don't know what it is. I mean, Michael, have you finished season six? I, I feel like I know you're watching it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did finish season six. I, like Mel's, wasn't able to watch it real time. I had to wait until it came out to Netflix. So yeah. that was semi-recently. I, I finished it uh, probably about a month and a half or two months ago something like that but yeah um, yeah I I, I liked it I I liked the last season yeah so I mean maybe you guys can help me figure this out then I mean what was so I found it really effective really powerful that they all kind of parted ways at the end I really like that you know yeah I mean one of them one of them ends up staying sorry for all these spoilers Dave but I don't know. There was just something about the fact that they all found these new paths to go down that felt really special. But I I can't quite pinpoint what it is, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just we spent so much time there, you know, with that family and all they wanted to do was get out. And then in the end, when they did get out, it was very bittersweet. Mm -hmm. That type of thing, maybe. Yeah, that could be it for sure. Yeah, I feel like it was like when the show started, they were all pushed together and were kind of repelling that like they were like these magnets that were like, we can't be all together. And then it as it's, you know, as the seasons went on, they started to all come together as like this family unit. And then once they finally embraced that and came together, then they were finally able to split apart into their own yeah. way. And, and, they, and it wasn't like a repelling thing. Like they were they were just like naturally choosing to go and separate. Uh, so right. I think that's what it was, but no, it was, it was, it was a good close to a season, a good close to a show. Um, I agree that it, that it, it wrapped things up, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not a drama. It's, it's a, it's right. a comedy that, that has the ability to still tug at your heartstrings because you care mm-hmm. about the characters. Um, but it's always still just going to be that it's still light. So, oh, yeah. um, 
I just, yeah, I mean, it, it, you care about the characters, and that's that's what makes it such a great show. I mean, Moira is awesome. I listen. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for it. I I like David. I he's not my favorite character, and he's basically everybody's favorite character. What the hell does he wear underneath his shirt? Like, what is that? Is that a kilt? What is that weird yeah, thing that he, pretty much? I don't like it. You just don't, you just like don't his clothes. You choices. don't. You don't, don't like, appreciate fashion. At I don't all. like yeah. his fashion. Yeah, it is for me. But Moira saves it for Moira's great. Wait, and you like Moira's fashion? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. I mean, that's incredible. (laughs) The what's the crows? You like the crows outfit? I mean, come on. That is fantastic. I love that movie. I mean, I wish I could see the whole thing, but. Uh, you no, know, I David is not my favorite character either. Thank you. I, for okay, me, good. I mean, I, I love Moira, but I have to go Alexis. I just think that there's, I don't think there's another character like Alexis on any show. Yeah. She really grew on me. I, I was unsure how to feel about her the first season or two, but she really, yeah, she she probably ended up being my second or third favorite character after Moira. I, I have a soft spot for Roland. I know everyone hates Roland. Um, <laughs> and I and I get what you're saying about the, the first season just being like gag after gag. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like he kind of came into his own as the seasons went on too. As I agree. He wasn't such a, he wasn't like the main folly every time. So I I, I like Roland. Yeah, I agree. I think once he got to be more than just the gross dude, he became a lot more tolerable. It's just at the beginning, I couldn't stop picturing the guy from Scary Movie that puts his weird hand in the fucking potatoes. Like, that's all I could think about. Need a hand? Yeah, need a hand. (laughs) There was was even a callback to that in one of the episodes in the first season. There was, yeah, at the dinner table. They were at dinner and he did something like that. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, great show. And I've seen part of it. Woo! <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. One of my favorite lines ever comes from Roland. I don't know if you're there yet, Dave, but there's an episode where uh, Stevie gets that rash and they think it's that cream from David's store <laughs> and they find out it's the poison ivy. And Roland just goes, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, Johnny, but I don't think poison ivy is that expensive. And it's just like yeah. the way he delivers that is so perfect. So that yeah, he great. definitely grows on you for sure. All right, who who wants to go next? I feel like uh, Mel's. You're done with your picks, yeah? Yes, I am. I've I've wrapped up for 2020. All right, so <laughs> Michael, did we I only got go, one yeah. from you? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I can go. Um, I picked, and, and so it's funny because like I went in, I was like, oh man, 2020 this is going to be hard, and and it was. <laughs> I mean, there were like I feel like it was very beginning of the year heavy basically yeah. up until like may mm-hmm. and then like tv stopped obviously because right. of, of of covid but um so a lot of my picks are from earlier in the year and i went with lock and key which was okay. a netflix show uh it's based on a comic book which i i hate comic books but i still <laughs> liked it the whole reason i even gave it a try is because the showrunner <laughs> is carlton cuse uh he's the yeah. other lost showrunner yeah. so <laughs> I, everything connects back to Lost. That's me. I told no, you. What I'm laughing about is like no one has strong feelings about comic books. Really? <laughs> Either people really like them or just like they're, they're like, there. Whatever. No, they yeah. I've never met someone yeah. who's like comic books are the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. It's like it's like a book for <laughs> toddlers. I don't know. Oh, like man. it's like if, it's like a it's like a book, but it's just pictures in. All right. A couple words. I yep. don't, it's stupid. That's anyway, fine. and they're not, most of them aren't even drawn well. Like, oh, come on, worst. get out of here. You're the worst. Anyway, um, it's like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like 
it's not sci- it's like supernatural ish drama I, I guess um basically like the long and short of it there's this family that moves into an old mansion in massachusetts although it's all filmed in canada and they moved into this place called the key house after the dad is killed. You find that on the first episode. So I'm not spoiling much. And they end up finding a bunch of keys. Uh, each one of the keys has a different power. Like one of them um, called the head key. You put it in the back of your neck and you are able to enter like a representation of your mind. So it's like the matrix. I've never seen the matrix. So maybe, and <gasps> it's on my list. Michael, on my list. you are a hero. No, 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 never watch it. Never oh, see okay. it. Just no, okay. what? No, it's fine. No. The Matrix is the worst film to... ever made. Good for you. You are my hero. False. No, you have to watch the first one. That's right. The Mel. other one right. can take it or leave it. You need to watch the first yeah, one. Yeah, I never watched the sequels. Oh my God. I'm with you, Mel. That's crazy. I'm flabbergasted at a bunch of conversation. <laughs> the, um, the last 10 minutes of conversation, I am just like speechless because <laughs> I don't even want to tell you that for my birthday I got the complete set of <gasps> Stephen King of oh. Stephen King's The Stand uh-huh. comic series. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so oh, when you, you said you comic, child, I'm such a toddler. <laughs> you idiot toddler. child. <laughs> well, yeah, but you probably only like it because it's The Stand. Because like of what? It. The pictures, Michael? <laughs> it's because of the pictures. I couldn't understand the book, so I had to get it in picture form. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like, tears coming nice, out of my but... eyes. I've got <laughs> tears coming out of my eyes. I mean, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh. Because I'm sorry. I, because I also so own all the lock and key comics <laughs> also. What? Uh, I don't know. It's not for me. I just like, uh, I don't want to read I a love, book. Like I've, I'm it's like a book. Where I, you, there's probably, like, mo- I feel like most comic books, you probably get like sticks of gum in them. I don't know. Like, I just, <laughs> It's not a Joe comic. This well, is great. Anyway, I needed back, this. Back Go to ahead. Lock and key. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bunch of keys that do cool things, like I talked about. Right on. And anyway, there's this like dark power thing, basically trying to get all the keys from them. And the kids are fighting against it the whole season. I'm not going to do it justice. It's something you should watch. The thing for me, like I usually hate child actors. But they're all great in this. Mm-hmm. Like even the youngest, the youngest kid is one of the best kid actors I've ever seen. I, I know that's like, oh, wow. it's probably hyperbole. I, it's probably hyperbole, but he's really great. And the teens are like believable and and, and just good actors. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was an interesting story. It, it was visually cool. I, I just liked it and it was not something I'd normally watch, but I'm excited for a second season to see where they take it. It has there there's already a second season in the works. I don't know kind of where that is because of everything with, with COVID, but um I, I'm excited. It's it's a great show. Mel's you watched it, right? I did, yes. And it visually works because somebody already drew it out in a comic book for them. So they already knew what to do. I'm bringing this back around so I don't feel like such a toddler. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I did, and I really, really enjoyed it. It is a great, great adaptation of the toddler books. Um, And I was really happy to see it because it's Joe Hill. And um, yeah, I agree with everything you had to say about it and i love the supernatural the actors are amazing the little kid is um georgie in the new it 
So he's oh, like, just, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal little dude. I think I don't know him personally, but just from what I've seen, <laughs> he's probably, he probably sucks. Let's be real. He, he really probably reads sucks. comic books, yeah, the loser. Probably. So yeah. what a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree with everything you had to say. I think it was a great, great one at the beginning of the year this year, for sure. It's not something I checked out. And I think you actually do it. You, you said you wouldn't do it justice, but I think you actually did better than the trailers did because I saw the trailers or at least whatever pops up on Netflix, you know, when you sign in mm-hmm. and it's just that home screen and whatever they were showing me wasn't catching my attention. But even mm. just your explanation of how the keys work sounds really mm-hmm. fascinating, actually. So, Oh, yeah, that's the best part of the season, in my opinion. And But I agree with the trailer. Like, I had I watched that trailer not knowing who Carlton Cuse was mm. in, in my connection to Lost, I would not have watched it. It looks like it's a show that is made for, like, 13-year-olds to watch. Right. But it's 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 not that, though. Like, once you actually get into it, it it's adults or at least adults with childish tendencies like me can and males yeah <laughs> and, and males yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't forget me <laughs> i gotta have pictures in my books <laughs> <laughs> oh okay awesome dave do you have one more show for us i do so i just recently finally finally convinced my watch my watch <laughs> convinced my wife to watch the mandalorian with me um, nice. I am, like I've said, a huge nerd. So anything Star Wars related, I'm into. But this in particular has done a really good job of introducing, you know, new characters and a new storyline, but also having a lot of things that harken back to the old movies because the seasons of The Mandalorian kind of take place five to 10 years uh, estimate after the original four, five, and six ah, or the okay. Luke Skywalker trilogy. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting because it's not, it, it's kind of like a, um, a, a follow-up to those movies, but also a prequel to the newer movies with Ray mm-hmm. and Finn and everyone. So, um, so it's definitely interesting um, seeing how they kind of play on that and knowing where the world was and where the world will be and then kind of how, how that middle section kind of gets filled in. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed it. It's a good mix of kind of emotion and comedy and in all of the, the baby Yoda stuff is fucking hilarious. Um, and it's just, it's just fun to watch it. It kind of fills that, that star Wars kind of niche for me that I just really enjoy. So I think they've done a really good with a uh, good job with it. And, it's definitely something that I will keep watching for sure. Nice. So this is another show that kind of briefly comes up uh, on a future episode with Mike from Whack Brackets. Uh, I think he mentioned it. Mel's was it just like an honorable mention or something that he yeah. was like watching right now or something like that? Yes. But so I asked him because I had been listening to another podcast and one of the hosts had said that this was the most Star Wars-like project that had come out in a long time, meaning it was closest to the feel of the original three movies. So, what, like, what's mm-hmm. your take on that? Do you agree, disagree? Yeah, I would agree with that, too. I feel like they did a good job because these movies are, or, or because this TV show is meant to be so close in time right. to the original movies that it definitely has uh, that that feel. Um, and it's interesting, too, when you talk about, like, Baby Yoda is is 50 years old in, in the show. So he actually was alive in the prequel movies, one, two, and three. 
as well as four, five, and six. Um, but obviously we don't meet him until the Mandalorian. So it's, it's very interesting that everything kind of intertwines with itself, but I, I would agree with that, that this feels the most star Warsy of, of anything else when, when you're comparing it to the, the original three movies. That's cool. That definitely makes me want to check it out because I, I mean, we're going to talk about this a little bit on that next show, but I'm a fan of the originals. I know that Mel's has some fucking insane brain thoughts about the the prequels, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to get into that. It's not. No, listeners can wait two weeks. They'll hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, if, if it, from what it sounds like, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think Four, five, and six are my favorites, but I I don't hate one, two, and three nearly okay. as much as everyone else does. I I'm a person who appreciates these movies all all yeah. of them. So Thank you know, you. I I think <laughs> that one, two, and three deserve much more credit than they get. Yeah, just because I want to cry at Revenge of the Sith does not mean that I'm a traitor <laughs> to my Star Wars people. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, It annoys me when people are like, if you enjoyed those movies, you're not a true Star Wars fan. It's like, shut up. Let me enjoy what I want to enjoy. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I think that's a bit much, but it's just, there's something about those original three that, uh, I don't know. I guess it's true. I guess seven came the closest for me to getting it what those original three were, but I don't know. There's something about those. I'd agree with that movie wise. Yeah. Michael, you're pretty quiet over there. You're not into Star Wars. I saw the back in the '90s. They like remastered the first movie. I saw that in theaters. That's all I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, interesting. It's just like a it's a movie version of a comic book. I'm out. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh! It's for babies. No, it's one of those things. I'm gonna get around to it. I, I know that it's something that I probably would enjoy. I just I. I have this weird thing where if something's super popular, I, f- I just have like this thing in the back of my head, like you're going to hate that Michael, mm. because I feel like most people are stupid. So, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing, like but that wrong. was lost for me. I didn't even get into lost until it was like in the third season because I was like, well, everyone likes this. It's going to be horrible. Right. And then I like, I, it was on one time and I caught him like, what, what, what's wrong with me? Why did I miss this? So I, I, it's a blind spot of mine. I understand that some things that a lot of people like, can be good and Star Wars is probably one of them. So I'll get around to it. That's okay. My husband has not ever seen one Star Wars movie. Not oh, even wow. one. Like not wow. even, I mean, he knows obviously what they are. He's not like living completely yeah. under a rock, but he is so totally not interested in it. So when I want to have Star Wars nights, he's like, all right, I'm going to watch TV in the other room. And I'm like, bye, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's... then I just secretly turn it to something else I want to watch. No, I'm just kidding. I... <laughs> <laughs> you just Super use Mario Star Bros. Wars as Super Mario Bros. Super, show. Yeah. You know it. Super, Super Bros. or whatever <laughs> that movie that oh TV show's called. I feel like we got to watch it and cover it just for fun. Yeah, just one like I'm bonus episode you. or something. Be so silly. I knew I wasn't crazy, that crazy at least. <laughs> I'd send her, uh, Michael, if you're down, I would send her cut that for sure. Ooh, that's a fun project. If we can get our hands on it. Yeah. We've, we've definitely tried to get some of those older shows like that that cost much, far too much for, for Michael's blood to try and get our hands on it to watch. So Yeah. I mean, maybe if you guys were like making a bunch of money from podcasting, but it's really not that lucrative a business. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Yes. Nope. 
It's only a matter of time before everyone starts to enjoy our penis jokes. <laughs> just enough. Sure. Yeah. It's just, it's always a matter of time with the penis, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so those were some great picks, you guys. Uh, I thought we could maybe round out the show by just chatting about, or yeah, chatting about what we're watching right now. So Mel's, what are you watching right now? Well, um, <laughs> nothing. This You're is watching a book. Nothing. <laughs> I'm reading a book right now. Yes. And I'll leave it at that. I'm not watching anything currently. I am preparing myself for the stand. So fair enough. Yes. I'm what getting it? all ready and geared up for the stand. Hey, that's fine. You're doing the research for the show. I like it. Yeah. There you go. What about you, Dave? <laughs> what are you watching? I I am uh, deep into Mandalorian, so I am right. I am waiting patiently for every episode since uh, season two has not completed yet. Here, oh. so we got a few more episodes. So I am uh, definitely looking forward to it. I didn't realize it was a weekly thing. I kind of I don't know yep. for whatever reason I just assumed it dropped all. At yeah, once. whenever whenever you assume, and it's easy to assume, but every every streaming service is a little different. We've run in that with some episodes that we've wanted to do for our show too. It's like, right. oh, we could do this, and it's like, oh, well, actually, the, the finale isn't out yet. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, so I think two more episodes left for the season. It'll come over in the next two weeks. Nice. How about you, Michael? Yeah. So currently. Obviously, just finishing up our final rewatch of The Office before it's gone from Netflix in right? two weeks, yeah. which is dismal. Uh, so have to do that. Had to had to get one last run in. Yeah. And watching His Dark Materials on on HBO. Okay. Um, How is I that? It's like a it it's a good show. I'm not familiar with the books or the movie, the one movie that it was uh, based on, but um, I'm enjoying it. It's it's. It's uh, kind of like a sci-fi, supernaturally type thing, different worlds and so forth. It um, it's British-ish. I think it's like a BBC <laughs> import. Um, I don't know. My sometimes I don't love British things, but it's um, no, it's a solid show. It's not my favorite show, but um, it's it's on and it's HBO, so I will give anything HBO yeah. a chance. And I. Think so. The what the guilty pleasure show that I watch weekly is, and this is ridiculous, is The Curse of Oak Island. Uh, speaking What's of Canada, that? so <laughs> it's uh, a reality show ish on A and E, yeah, A and E or History Channel, one of oh, those History okay. Channel. Um, so there's this island in Nova Scotia, basically, this thing called the Money Pit, where literally hundreds of years people have been trying to find treasure there. Um, even like FDR went there when he was younger and searched for treasure. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. They like have all these drills and they drill down and they try to connect it to like the Templars and it's ridiculous and stupid, but it's going, been going on for seven, <laughs> seven seasons now. And, um, it, it's like the number one cable TV show. However, you never heard of this anyway. <laughs> also, it happens in uh, Canada and yeah, like where most of my Canada. family is from, you know, the trailer yeah. park boys. So <laughs> this is wild to me. I like, I love it and hate it at the same time. It's really bad. And like, if you watch, a whole season it could be condensed into like three episodes because they literally like give you flashbacks to things yeah. that happened earlier in the episode it's like come on like i'm <laughs> i'm not i'm not a fucking idiot like, like so much reality tv happening. yeah oh, yeah it's so bad but it but it's so interesting because it's like there's treasure and <laughs> treasure is cool <laughs> <laughs> You toddler. Yeah, me and me and my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's <laughs> complaining that everyone else is the toddlers for comic books. <laughs> There's treasure in this show. Me and my wife like uh, Expedition Unknown for the same reason. It's just super interesting and you get to see a lot of the world and different 
different mysteries and stuff like that. So cool. Well, speaking what of you, shows, Justin? yeah, speaking of shows that you love and hate, I just finished The Crown. So on our first episode in this series, I had said that I had just made it through, I think, season two or that I was on season two. And I spent a day of my life watching season three. Thank you so much. I know that's a huge accomplishment, having myself <laughs> on the back. Um, yeah, I I love the show, but I also hate the show. I think that, it, I mean, I don't know how much to trust that this stuff is true. I don't know how much they fictionalized, but these royals are so fucking shady. The, they are <laughs> such terrible people. They do the worst things, but... I love their drama. I love their petty dramas and it's so much fun to watch. And there has been, there have been some good characters, like some people you can actually root for, especially in this fourth season, the most recent one with Diana and all of that. I mean, Melz, have you caught up yet? No, not yet, but okay. it's on my list and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen soon. There's some holidays coming up. There's some time off. It's going to happen. <laughs> this was a really good season. I mean, Jillian Anderson is in it as well as Margaret Thatcher. And she is like, I mean, Jillian Anderson is great in so much. But this was, I think, a, a pretty big role. And even the the kid playing Charles, I mean, he he goes nuts. Like, he does not seem like a good dude. And I kind of like seeing all that fucking wild shit and I, I think he's gonna get an Emmy nom because he yeah he's gross but it's great so wow that's what I've been watching <laughs> isn't the crown just like a trashy royal version of Downton Abbey I mean maybe I've never seen Downton Abbey so I don't know like which one is trashier or if this one is trashier or whatever but I mean I, I like I tried to look up has the royal family watched the crown what are their thoughts on the crown and I've gotten mixed mixed uh, opinion I guess like one thing I read said that the queen watched it and she loves it it's so much drama she loves it I'm like this can't be true like I, I <laughs> highly no doubt that they're <laughs> I don't watching that for a second. yeah right but I mean it's definitely it is a little trashy that's for sure but it's fun so. All right. Well, that's going to wrap this episode up. I have asked you guys to prepare a little outro based on what you guys usually do over at your show. So Mel's and I will say see you later. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye bye. And I'm going to say thank you for having us. And that's all I want to say. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. being here. Yeah. Thanks. And also like the TV show Nougaty Center in the dog shit candy bar of 2020. It's always better in the center. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Fantastic. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Damn Fine TV Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Come hang out with us on Instagram and Twitter at Damn Fine TV. You can find me on Instagram at damnfinewitch and Mel's at superficialmel's. And if you're watching TV, make sure it's damn fine TV. Damn fine TV. I don't think that you can get too much Twin Peaks.